On this episode of Inch Relations, Rob and I talk about Norlando. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hey, everybody. I'm so happy to announce our newest sponsor, Rentspree. Rentspree is LA-based and is a provider of award-winning rental software that helps real estate agents, owners, and renters to simplify and automate the entire real estate rental process. From listing to lease, these guys have got it figured out. With nationwide coverage, Rentspree is an all-in-one platform is known for its easy and secure interface and suite of rental tools, including tenant screening, rent payments, marketing, and renter management. To date, Rentspree has partnered with over 250 of the most influential MLSs, associations, and brokerages, and they have over 1 million users throughout the U.S. That's great. In fact, they just announced a deal with the Miami Association of Realtors. This brings their agent count in Florida to over 120,000 agents with over 600,000 total in the U.S. that is able to access Rentspree through their MLS or association. Rentspree is ranked 625th on the latest Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies list in 2022. Also, check out the show notes uh, for Rentspree.com. They just issued a white paper that talks about the opportunities that agents can have by incorporating rentals in their business model. I've written a lot about this. I think it's a great strategy. So please visit Rentspree.com to download that white paper. Thank you, Michael, and the entire Rentspree team for sponsoring Industry Relations. Rob and I really do appreciate it. So go visit Rentspree.com today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. Uh, for those of you who are watching on video, I'm trying to be like Darth Rob, but it's I don't know if it's working. But this is your co-host, the Rob, Notorious Rob. Rob Hahn. And with me, as always, it's <laughs> a fabulous Greg Robertson. I, I was going to, hold on, Rob. I was going to call you, I don't know, if, I think you're more of a Sith there than a Jedi with that hood over your head there. I don't know. Well, I mean, Darth Darth is a Sith, right? Oh, that's I mean, true, yeah. Yeah, okay. so yeah. you're exactly right. The Darth Lord, <laughs> the notorious D Sith, R.B. <laughs> Excuse me. So... God, it's uh, good to uh, good to at least see on video. I uh, I know you went to the uh, the party in Florida. Um, yeah, I I didn't go, and I'm really glad I didn't because I've heard from a lot of people that did, like I'm like really you're flying into hurricane is is that is that what yeah. I'm hearing? <laughs> no, we I mean you know more travel stories, <laughs> but I mean I was supposed to go through Houston and then had to change my plan and and I left through LAX and we just through Denver and then I think we landed like at two thirty when they shut down the airport on that Wednesday at four. Um and it was you know, it was raining or something. It wasn't that it wasn't that bad when we landed and we got to the hotel. Um and there was more people I thought that were at the hotel. I think they had arrived earlier. But um yeah. I had nineteen meetings scheduled and we have a, we had a suite at the Hyatt there and yeah. what we like to do with that those NAR annual is like uh you know, bring our, our our bigger customers in, talk about, you know, last year and what was good and bad about it and what, you know, what about the future and then hear from them, right? So it's always a good time to kind yeah. of sync up. And, uh, but about, you know, about 19 meetings scheduled. Um, I think about six of those, six or seven had to cancel. Oof. Um, some MLSs just didn't come out, right, at all. Yeah. Or maybe had just some 
staff that were there or volunteers that yeah. are there. So yeah. um, not, not great in that respect. What we'll do probably just organize some zoom meetings afterwards. Yeah. Um, but, but the thing is, is like, so yeah, Thursday it was, it was howling, but I mean, having lived in Florida, I, I, this barely made a category one, but yeah. you know, yeah. you're not going to, you're not going to land a plane in that. Yeah. And I think what it screwed up all the pl- flights so much that, you know, people wouldn't be able to come in until Sunday anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what's the point in a sense, right? So, um, but after, you know, after Thursday, Friday and Saturday were, you know, and I left Sunday, they're beautiful. I mean, yeah. so it was just like this weird, if you didn't get in in, in that time, then um, it kind of screwed everything up. But, but uh, yeah, no, enjoyed it. Um, not, you know, meeting with the MLSs, I think, you know, and talking to them, I mean, so you, you have kind of a mixed bag a bit where I think a lot of them are, have all kind of saying that they think next year is going to be flat, you know, where you heard these stories flat. of like if flat as far as membership. Oh, right. So that seems optimistic. Okay. Well, I mean, none of this stuff is like going to like, you know, we have a trial in February, right? right. But that's, you know, that's going to take a while to go down. Uh, that's going to be appealed. That's going to be several years. I mean, it's, I don't think these kind of changes coming are going to be, as far as on that, on the lawsuit thing are going to be that, that dramatic. Um, I think, you know, MLS memberships, as we've talked about before, are probably the last um, subscription they'll cancel <laughs> to being in the mm-hmm. business. Right. Um, but they just don't think like they've seen, they've seen months where like, Hey, 400, 500 new members. Right. And I think that's, yeah, that's not going to be the case. Right. So you're going to see a little bit more of a, uh, of like, no, I, I guess I meant more, I guess I went more in terms of housing market, you know, like, no, you know, I was I talking, spent... I mean, I, I was thinking membership. That's, uh, yes. that's the, that's what I was talking about. But aren't um, most of those renewals happening now? Uh, well, I think for every MLS is different. Some are annual, True. some are quarterly, some are whatever. True. So it's, it's all over the place, right? True. Well, all I'm saying is like, um, I've been doing a lot of like listening to earnings calls and stuff, you know what I mean? And most of the companies are predicting 2023 to be like awful, like 20, 25% down. Right? In, in, in what, what, what metric? 20... Uh, transactions. Transactions. Okay. Yeah. I right. mean, that's, uh, right. I'm talking, I'm talking members. No, I know, but here's what I meant. So, for example, EXP came out and talked about we expect 2023 to be, you know, pretty bad. So they're setting up a referral-only company because they expect a bunch of their agents to stop being agents, right? And if you go referral-only, then you don't need MLS, you don't need NAR, you don't need any of that, right? Just hang your license and then... Well, they're not stopping being agents then. They're still agents. They're not stopping being agents then. I mean, but, you know, I mean, they're just referral-only, Right. right, but they still have a license. They still have a license, but they don't need MLS membership. They don't need NAR is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I mean, again, I would say most of those people are going to keep – that'll be the last subscription. They're, they're going to keep their license and they're going to keep their MLS subscription. I mean, that's – you know, I mean, if, if, if you're going to have somebody – if you're going to do a referral, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to get somebody to call you saying, hey, what about this? You're going to want to be able to, you know, do a little bit of research for that thing to – to, to communicate with the other agent that's on the MLS and doing mm. things. I mean, okay. But yeah. as far as transactions, I totally believe you, but yeah. Um, okay. So the I, other thing is like, everybody obviously is looking for ways like, you know, as you, as you look in the future, if it's going to be flat or whatever, I mean, you always got to look for ways to, to trim or, um, you know, to be smart about your buying decisions going forward, th- those mm-hmm. kind of things as well. Yeah. So what was the mood overall at NAR? 
Well, you know, it's hard to say it, you know, a little bit. It's a bit of the whole hurricane and that, that whole situation kind of clouded, pardon the pun, or <laughs> whatever you call that. Um, everybody's kind of talking because that, over, that, that conversation overread everything, right? So it's hard to get down to the oh. below, like, oh, it was all just travel stories. Like, oh, okay. You know, oh, what did you have to do to do this? And I had, oh, I had to go through this, and I got stuck in here. My flight canceled. You know, it was, it was just a bunch of that yeah. stories. And I really couldn't get a lot beyond that. Um, uh, beyond that scuttle, but I mean, I, you know, there's still talks about the kind of things like the RE distribute. Okay. Um, MLS is kind of working together a bit um, more and more. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's, it goes back to, you know, uh, just this continuation of, you know, M- everything being topsy turvy. The world is upside down where, you know, vendors become participants, MLS yeah. has become vendors and, and and everybody's just trying to kind of navigate that new world. You know, it's like I remember being in some of my meetings and we had some slides and like we one of the customers coming in was also had some products they were offering as MLS yeah. that were competitive to what we had. So yeah. we took out a couple slides because <laughs> and that just seemed a very weird thing to do with a customer of yours, right? Um and and they feel it too. It, it, it's, you know, Everybody wants it both ways, but it's like, you know, we're just kind of living in a new world and it's hard to navigate in that, in that type of environment. Right. Yeah. Um, but, um, overall it was just good to see people together. I think we're still not a hundred percent as far as, and and again, uh, the hurricane got the trap, you know, the, the, um, level of, of, of member uh, level of participation in the event was down, of course. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, I know the traffic at the booth, from what I heard, was a little bit down. Um, I got some great pictures from Andy uh, from their homes.com. The homes.com booth was huge. Sure. And then the party where uh, yeah. I got a video of uh, John Mellencamp playing there. Yeah. Um, so I think the homes.com party was, was going off as usual. Probably less people. Um, than they would have liked, but maybe they maybe it's a good thing because they didn't have to spend so much on alcohol. <laughs> so I guess one one interesting question there is again, there's no way of knowing, and I, there's part of that wishes that I had made the trip just for this piece of intel. So you and I tend to be much more enmeshed in the MLS side of things, right? right. And we know how that community thinks about CoStar, right? Right. With a little bit of wary, you know, like somewhere ranging between wary. You know, do we want to do business with them all the way to, you know, like outright hostility, like, hell no, you're coming to take my lunch, right? What I was always wondering was, what about the realtor association side, right? And kind of the non-MLS realtor people. And that, that's really what a lot, most of NAR is, right? Like these concerts are really aiming at like the realtor junkies, you know, who are average right. members or their board members, their local leaders, whatever, but they're flying in for, to have meetings about, affordable housing, whatever, or legislative something or another. And now, like, ooh, look at this huge concert. You know, you're listing your lead. Like, do they have a different perception of CoStar and HomeSnap and HomeStop? Oh, I'm sure, right? I mean, I'm, you know, we've talked about this before where, you know, I think for, for a lot of listing agents especially, um, these this is like, you know, this is what exactly they want to hear, right? Mm-hmm. So, um but you know, again, as we have we said, it's <laughs> they they may be able to convince the agents to buy certain packages, but if the consumers don't show up to that site, 
Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. And then you know, I did get one piece of like I heard a little piece of thing where somebody had seen, I don't know, maybe homes.com was showing a little bit of preview of what that their site was going to look on. But one of the things I heard is that they were going to do was put transaction data for all the agents. Right. Transaction and, and, data. Right. So like you could tell by, you could, you could go to an agent and see, Oh, I've done seven transactions. That, that person has done seven transactions oh, this year. Gotcha. And I'm like, now, just kind of, you know, in the back of my mind, I remember, didn't Redfin try to do something like that? And it just failed spectacularly because, and I think the thing was because of teams, there's not really a way that yeah. MLSs can track, you know, they can put it all on one person, but, but, you know, a lot of the agents were pissed off, like, well, I'm part of a team and we, it's unfair for it to be only listed to the broker or the, the listing agent yeah, part yeah. of that team. Yeah. And while I think consumers would love that data, I think at the end of the day, Redfin had to abandon that because the, 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 the data coming from the MLS and not the MLS's fault, it's just a weird tracking thing, more commission yeah. than any wise. Yeah. They couldn't really deliver that data in a way that was that the, the agents felt was fair. Yeah. Right. Um, so that, that to me is like a very interesting thing. If you pair that with your listing, your lead, and then you can see, I mean, I'm not sure if, do, if you're an average agent, which we know the average agent is doing any any transactions, are they going to like that? Of course not. Right. So, I mean, but if you're if it's geared to your listing your lead, um, you know, you're going to like that because you're typically probably a listing agent, and that lead's going to come to you. But but you're talking about a small pie of all the agent population. I don't know. It's just I, I it's haven't a good really question. thought about it, but I just I just yeah. I just remember that right now. Just it's a good question. Years. I don't know. Um, I guess we should get some confirmation on what what that's going to be, and maybe we should do a full on show when the new homes dot com launches. Yeah, whatnot. for sure, for sure. The thing that I do think about though is Zillow is launching essentially a competing product, right? Yeah. Uh, so Q three they came out and they said. Uh, we're going to do, what? what is it, like listing media something or another? Yeah, enhancements or something like that. Something. Like, so the, but they're basically two property, products, yeah. right? One is where Zillow will go and take photos, videos, and stuff for a listing. And the other one is where it's listing showcase or something like that. So yeah. it wasn't real clear, but it sure does sound like paid, you know, uh, paid listing promotion. And we, we knew that Zillow would not stay, stay still, right? We knew that, the, you know, they're not right. going to just sit there and let, you know, something happen. I right. mean, it's hard It's hard to be like all this conjecture because you don't know what, you know, may, maybe at one point they thought enhanced listings is going to be a stupid idea, right? So, right. I mean, we so, don't, but they have to do something ahead of time to stop that perception at least, right? The question I have there is this, right? We know, look, we both know some very smart people in the MLS space, but the way I look at it is, okay, CoStar did this, and I wrote about this. We talked about this, I think, on this podcast when we last talked about CoStar and Homes.com. You know, it's whoever controls the copyright of the photographs has this huge advantage. So CoStar goes out, hey, Homes.com, you know, whatever package, we're going to send photographers and video and all this stuff. We're going to do all this wonderful stuff for you. And then, obviously, we'll license to you, but we own it. Right. Zillow says, okay, no, 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 we, we can't have that. Right. So they're launching, hey, we're going to do this for you. Are you like, are there MLS doing this? I don't, I don't think, I mean, to me, again, from just people listening to our podcast, um, 
and either I would bring it up or they would bring it up. It's like, I'm not hearing a lot of MLSs being too concerned about that copyright stuff because I think for the most part, CoStar is agreeing to whatever the terms that the MLS is giving them. So maybe that's a red herring or or not or something right now, but it doesn't, Mm -hmm. it seems like they've been successful. I, I heard that you know, they've got a lot of MLSs already kind of converted over on the new agreements, right? So that okay. seems to be going okay. So maybe maybe this this copyright thing is not a is not that big a deal. Yeah, maybe. Or or at least in the be at least in the beginning here, they're starting with this and and who knows what's what's going on. Again, this is the same theme that we go back to. It's it's like I just you know, we, we think that it's not about them thinking they're gonna beat Zillow. Right. We think that's like the land war in Asia. We, we think, okay, well, maybe it's like this other end around a long term strategy of controlling the copyrights and they're the con and therefore the content. And then one day you wake up when we're a, in a co star world. Mm-hmm. Um, three, you know, maybe they're just going to be out to be, they think they can make enough money of being a, a third, a third tier player, you know, mm-hmm. Zillow, Realtor.com and, and Homes.com and make enough money to, to kind of complement that. Um, mm-hmm. But the fourth thing is, is I think, as we talked about, is what is the, what's the, what's the strategy? What's the business model? Because I don't think it can be one. I don't think it can be two. Actually, I don't even think it could be three. Um, what, what, it, what is it? How is there going to be, how is this going to be like a big transformational thing that Andy Florence is trying to do, right? I don't, how is, I, it, to what, me, it has not yet revealed itself in a sense. I, yeah, I mean, I think that's. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty obvious. They haven't come out and stated it, right? But, you know, uh, obviously our the fun that we have is we try and, like, read between the lines, and, yeah. you know, speculate, yeah. and we go, we think this is kind of the strategy. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Like, uh, I think the whole idea of, and he said this in the latest earning call, right, which was, it's not about advertising agents. It's about advertising properties. Right. right. So he made a sharp distinction. So basically, he's saying that was Zillow truly a realtor.com? What they do is they really advertise the agent. Right. <clears throat> Again, those those companies will probably uh, take umbrage. You know, they will likely want to argue with him on that. But that's his take. Where he's saying, you know, at Homes, at CoStar, we just want to advertise the property. Okay. So... That's pillar one. Is that going to work? Is that what consumers want? I guess so. I mean, but it's not like they don't have a place to go and see properties for sale today, right? I mean, Zillow, Redfin, IDX websites, they all do a phenomenal job. So that doesn't seem like it's the real hook. You know, I don't see a way. I don't, in other words, it's not like homes.com. I'm trying to imagine like their Super Bowl ad, right? Right. It can't be come where we advertise properties like that doesn't like that doesn't feel like it's gonna have a hook right because the watches are like i already use zillow you know i have all the properties so that doesn't really feel like it's the thing so what is it right what is it yeah um they're andy has said they're going to do some transform transformational deals they've raised a lot of money you know and we've talked about you know what some of those things might be i don't know um there's a part of me that thinks like it could be open door after what we learned about, you know, third party marketplace. Um, right. Yeah. Um, you know, other things that I heard, um, you know, I think really the, 
finally, after X amount of years of owning these kind of like disparate properties of Dot Loop and Bridge Interactive, and now Showing Time, and this 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 the Showing Time Plus thing is, I think yeah. they're really trying to to step away from the Zillow name and really own the Showing Time or Showing is it Showing Time Plus or Showing Showing Time Plus Showing Time Plus, um, and you know they. They put an ad out for, uh, you know, a, I forget what the position was, but they kind of spelled out what that person could be. And by reading what that person could be, it's like, it's pretty clear. They want to like almost be a transaction manager in a way, right? They want to, they they want to, and I think they want to monetize this more than they ever been, had Mm -hmm. done before. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of making these things is like, I think they did monetize them to some level, but really, really really, really go into the SaaS type of model with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I heard that, you know, I hadn't heard before, but, you know, Zillow says that there's, of the 90,000 million, of the 90 million showing requests they, they saw in one year, only 60 were filled, right? So that's that to them is, like that, that led to, I think, some of the thought process around buying yeah. showing time, right? And yeah. again, it goes back to what we talked about of, the difference between a lead and an appointment, right? Yeah, so yeah. If they can fill that gap up with this, and you know, the other thing is that the, the, the super app really isn't like an app on your phone, but really this kind of platform or digital sure. experience. So again, I think it's a little bit of a platform play in a sense, sure. like uh, of that. But um, it's going to be interesting. Another stat I heard um, from an MLS guy is that he said that seventy three percent of their members have never been in a down market. That is obviously true. Yeah. Right. So that's, you know, that's a whole other kind of can of worms to, to look at um, and, and think about as far as what that's going to mean for those agents that are, you know, it, maybe their skill set was like managing multiple offers. And now it's, right. Right. It's going to be really something, something different. Um, what was another thing? You know, again, on the Zillow stuff, this is from a panel I was on um, recently of, they found that, you know, most agents are using 12 different software solutions in their transactions, which I mm-hmm. thought was probably true as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, that's, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, it's all over the place. There seems like there's, you know, new opportunities. Um, you're kind of seeing like, you know, Zillow's making a pivot in the sense of there was, they're putting them under one brand and like, trying to focus as a, as one entity instead of these three separate entities before mm-hmm. um mls is again looking to the future of being okay it's going to be flat we're not going to see the growth we've we've been seeing um we've got to look at ways of, of different ways of doing things um the partnerships between mls's seem to be growing already distributed just announced another i think it was beaches that have joined them and stellar right. mls that have joined them i'm still very skeptical on on re distribute I, right. not not that i don't think that the people participating there are very smart people but you know i've just been around long enough and a lot of them have too with the re big re big and, <laughs> and rpr of and and maybe i don't understand it enough yeah to know um you know that selling data to wall street or whatever it is maybe i'm completely wrong about that yeah. but it just yeah. it smells like that right yeah that that's actually going to mean anything um but, you know, uh, everybody to me is just saying that, you know, 2023 is going to be a very interesting year. Interesting year. What do, yeah. what do they mean by interesting year? 
Well, I mean, you you, you know, I because I think big... it's going. Oh, so I'm sorry, but yeah. I think it's going to be the Crucible, man. I think a lot of companies well, are going could to be either... interesting. A Crucible could be interesting. No, it's interesting, but in the sense of like interesting could mean it's going to be like super fun and like you know what I mean. I think it's going to be a Crucible. I think it's going to be a lot of ginormous developments that are going to really put a lot of stress on just a lot of organizations, right? So yeah, it's interesting, but interesting in kind of the, you know, oh look, let's let's see how uh, these uh, these uh, whatever slaves do against the lions in the Colosseum. Kind of interesting, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <clears throat> yeah, I, I know from you know, I think I know from our own company and others I've heard because of the layoffs and everything else that I think employers think that they're going to have a bit more leverage over employees. I mean, you know, they're seeing that, you know, when you go somewhere, you just can't yeah. offer $50,000 more than what they're making there to make that happen. So yeah. um, maybe that'll lead to more people coming, going back to offices for work. Although I don't, I really don't think that's the case in a lot of technology companies. I don't know, um, man. Like look at Twitter, right? And you could yeah, say okay, it's just definitely. Elon, right? You could well, just say it's just crazy Elon. Right. But he did say, hey, either you come to the office or you're fired. Right. And then, you know, on Twitter all day yesterday and, and most of the day, it's like <laughs> they're waiting for t Twitter to fucking shut down. So right. I don't know if that's a good example of like. But it hasn't shut down, you know? Not yet. No. I mean, I don't. Yeah. He, I think. No, you're right. You know. So I, I think that what I'm saying is if if that ends up happening, he makes it like he somehow pulls through. I think a lot of tech CEOs are going to look at that and go, you know what? We need to do the same thing. We're going to fire half our people, right? Wow. We're going to move. One thing I do think is this is completely unrelated, but you know that whole Silicon Valley culture of like, you know, coffee bars and meditation rooms and all this like Skittles, all this shit like snacks. And right. I think that might be dead. I think this 2022, 2023, so outside of housing, like just the economy is going to tank, right? Right. I think that might be the death knell for all that shit. It's going to be like, you want to come work at whatever XYZ tech company? Like, here's the deal. We're going to pay you a lot of money, right? We're going to pay you a lot of money. We're going to give you stock options, but you're going to work like a dog. Right. right? Like, because I think Elon's going to set that kind of, that, that trend, you know, uh, he'll be the flag bearer of that now if he totally bombs right so as a result twitter shuts down and whatever he loses 40 billion dollars then yeah then it's like okay don't do that and yeah. we'll go go back to the you know meditation rooms and the you know the free snacks but i i have this feeling like that's kind of what we're gonna see yeah it's it's funny because there, there was a couple things on i saw something on tiktok about you know some project manager at Facebook about her day. Well, I start out and I have a delicious this at yeah. you know here and then I go to have some avocado toast here. Yeah. And then I love the fact that I can get this and like it's like yeah. it's like this, you know, it's a famous life. TikTok video. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's like, gone it's viral. Crazy. And then yeah. another thing I read was um you know my friend had told me that, you know, there wow, there really are people in the clouds living a, a much different life than us down here. And what she mm -hmm. was talking about is that she lives in Austin and yep. one of her friends works for Google yep. and it says, and they were, um, I, th I think she was visiting in town. Well, why don't you come to my, uh, my office and, uh, we can start there and then we can go afterwards. So 
Yeah. They go to the Austin office, go to the whatever floor, the 30th floor of this building, and there's sleep pods. There's a cafeteria. They have lunch, you know, their avocado toast at, and they do whatever. And, and it's like this lady, this woman is looking at her friend going, fuck, man, this is, this is your, this, I mean, this is your life. Yeah. You know? And her comment was like, it's just like all those movies where people are in the clouds or living this wholly different life than I am down here on the on the street level, right? Um, and I got to visit that that place, and it's just like the craziest thing in the world, right? I mean, just just very funny and ironic yeah. in a way, in a way too. Right? Hunger Games, baby. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Hunger Games. For uh, sure. What's so? I don't know. Look, um, I was kind of hoping that. Uh, that there were more serious conversations happening at NAR, you know, like there may yeah. have been. I mean, again, it's you know, I, it, it, it's hard for me in, in in the sense that I'm in. I'm I'm in that suite all all morning and all you know afternoon, and then mm-hmm. we go downstairs and we go to dinner, right? <laughs> then we go to the lobby bar, and then I go I go to bed, right? So it's just four days of that shit, right? So okay, and in between, I'll catch some. You know, some conversations from vendors and, and, and MLSs and associations and brokers and stuff. But, I mean, yeah. that's – it's just, you know, exhausting basically, right? It ain't fun, man. <laughs> it's business travel. It's not fun. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, you know, because I just saw – we need to do a full show on, on the, the new um, NAR, like, buyer and seller report. It's like 140 right. pages, um, you know. Like we we need to go look through it, but I just glanced through a little bit of it, and there's some real stress point. There's some real problems that are getting revealed, right? Just as an example, um, the average age of a first-time home buyer is like eight years higher hmm. than it's ever been, right? The average income of a of a home buyer is now over six figures, right? Like the average. So what it's, I mean, again, so the clear implication is that basically home buying is now getting pushed off to older, wealthier people. <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, it's, so it's kind of that cloud land versus, you know, us right. down here kind of thing. Like, I, I can't imagine there not being just outright rage, you know, from the 20-somethings or the early 30-somethings, you know, the millennials who got screwed, the Gen Z who are coming up and... You know, like, I can't ever buy a home. And here's the thing, like, NAR likes to talk about, because it's true, housing is at the center of everything. Right. Right? It's like, so if you can't buy a house, it affects, it like, just affects everything throughout society so much. And, like, you would think that NAR would be the, the entity to really come out and take a strong stance, you know, just publicly about that. And I, I feel like they haven't. You know, of course, they'll talk about housing affordability, you know, but the solution is like, well, we need to build more houses. We just need to build more houses. I'm like, yes, that's true. But, you know, like, it, it, I feel like there needs to be more. Like, yeah. just as an example, like the 40 million they spend on promoting realtor. I'm like, dude, maybe that 40 million needs to go towards like putting out a really clear message of like housing is everything. Right. We're, we're getting screwed. Like you young people are getting screwed. Right. Here's the solution. And I, I feel like now's the time to have that conversation because things are going to get really ugly next year. You know, like we may come out of it, you know, somewhere like halfway in between through it, but it's going to get kind of nasty for a while. Right. I mean, just look at the layoff numbers that are coming out that we know about. Yeah. Yeah. 
because they're big enough companies. And if they're doing it, I guarantee you, smaller companies, small businesses, you know, they're all doing layoffs and cutting as well. So it's like, it's going to get bad and they're going to get pissed about housing. You know? <laughs> I'm like, we need to, we need to be doing something about that, you know? And I, that to I, me, like, the, there's, you know, the example I give, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but was on a <clears throat> Halloween, right? So, I mean, you know, we just don't get a lot of kids here. Yeah. Right. And it's not like I'm living in some sort of, you know, gated community that's whatever. I mean, it's Southern California, yes, but, but, you know, <clears throat> the people that are, that are on the street and, and in the neighborhood, they've owned their houses for a very long time. It's so hard for a young family to break in here. Yeah. Um, the, the two that I know of here are probably renting, right? So, yeah. but, you know, it's just, it's a shame, right? Because, I mean, how can, I mean, my house has gone up almost 50%. Yeah. Um, since 2014 when I bought it. And that's insane to think about. But, you know, who can who can afford, you know, what young family can afford that that type of thing to kind of move in here? It's just right. It's a it's a bit sad for sure. Right. And, you know, who knows what the answer is. But what I'm saying is like that. We don't know the answer, but clearly we're not talking about it enough. Right. right. It's like you and me are talking about it. Who the hell are we? You know, you and me are like, right. We need. Like Joe Rogan to be talking about it, right. you know what I'm saying? We need uh, Biden to be talking. About, we, you know, we need like actual leaders and major voices to be talking about. Okay, can we talk about housing, right? Because housing is at the center and the core of just about every other problem we have, right? Employment is directly related to housing, you know, because it's about the cost of living. Like no one can afford to, like companies can't afford to hire people because you know. The median home price in the in the city where they have an office is three million dollars. Like, okay, well, I can't afford to hire anybody. You know, it's right. Crime, you know, all this like so much of it's around housing, and we're just not. You know, we just talk about like how housing uh, it's too expensive, and I'm like, yeah, there's more. You know, there's a lot more that we need to be talking about. Oh, nimbyism. You know, like. I don't know. Like that's that's sort of like how I feel about that, and we just absolutely need to be doing more. And I would hope. That's kind of part of my hope, right? That I would hear from you because I didn't go to NAR. They come back, it's like, hey, man, every conversation, the overall mood is about housing. We need to save housing. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, especially in the MLS world, there's so many, you know, the, the, the lawsuits are a big black cloud right now that, you know, are concerning people. Uh, the overall environment of real estate is, is concerning. So those things are really taking front and center where the, the overall. Yeah, that's true about housing is just, you know, it's just a, an aside, just the background dread. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just all this other stuff that's going on. Everybody's trying to figure out what they're going to do. Right. So yeah. it's, it's not, a, not a good situation that, that standpoint, but I mean, I mean, there's some stuff like, I mean, and I, I don't know if I agree with this or not, but, um, uh, apparently in San Francisco, there's a lot of houses that are just vacant. Right, sure. and either for like an Airbnb or just a sure. second home that nobody's what, I, and I think what San Francisco is doing is they're putting a tax on those. So if you got a, you know, if you got a, yeah, a like a vacant tax, not be whatever, then you know you're going to put a vacancy tax in because of the housing of the housing shortage, right? Yeah. Um. So there's there's some things. I mean, that's the People's Republic of San Francisco, of course, right? <laughs> you know, there's some some things that are going out there. I know in LA here, you know, they had a mayoral runoff or race, like in some cities, and you know, one of the candidates was talking about, and they're going to, you know, add eighty thousand 
hotel rooms or something for the homeless to take care of the homeless problem. Oh, a big Lord. homeless problem in L.A. And that's a that's less than housing. And, you know, there's a lot of issues in there, mental health, um, cost of living and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, they're homeless. Yeah. So it's it is it is housing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Those are those are big things from that maybe are above my pay grade as far as uh, on a government yeah. level and everything else to kind of. Yeah. Say. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, I would, that's hopefully stuff that we'll see more of, you know, like next year. Yeah. And, and like, gonna... let's, we're, we're coming into, let's say the fourth quarter here, right? Next, next week is, uh, how, uh, sorry, Thanksgiving. Yep. To me, the industry is like, it's really tough to get anything done by Thanksgiving. So yeah, we're going to be going into the holidays. Um, and we're going to wake up in, and again, like every year it goes by quicker and quicker. Yeah. Right? We're going to wake up in January and have a, you know, a brand new, does the fed meet between now and then? Yeah. The monthly. Right. So, you know, everybody says because the CPI data wasn't as, as it, ha- it had been taking it, it did make a good drop mm-hmm. this time, unlike other ones that maybe they're going to slow that down from like 75 basis points to 50. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like they're really bent on sacrificing housing and employment to, to kind of yeah. bring that down. Right. So yeah. how long are we going to continue those things, even if it's a 50 basis points through the rest of the next year? Um I mean, I don't do you know, think? you know, like I think like I have my, my opinions, but, you know, I think I'd much rather bring on economists and kind of get yeah. their take, you know, but, um, I don't know. So this got kind of gloomy. I wasn't hope I was <laughs> hoping it wouldn't be gloomy. No, I mean, you know? and again, it's like, it's, it, it's a little bit, it's hard to talk about these larger issues when these things that, uh, we've talked about ad nauseum on the podcast and I don't want to get right back into lawsuits and everything else you know that we sure. talk about back into it or with nar again the the hurricane i think took center stage as far as sucking a lot of the, the yeah the narratives kind of bringing out of that but um uh I, but overall i mean you know there's been a lot of moves you know with people joining different companies and different uh initiatives starting so yeah uh, nobody's standing still here we're just gonna have to see how it all plays out i mean yeah uh, some of these ideas, I think, are really smart. Some of them, not so much. And I think, you know, what I always like to say is, like, ideas are multipliers of execution, right? So mm-hmm. if you can execute on a great idea, it's going to be 400%. Where, you know, if you execute on a bad idea, it's going to be 10%, right? So, um, what, <laughs> All right, what so let's try and end on a happy note. Okay. Yeah. What's the most hopeful, positive thing you saw at NAR? Like the, this great idea, for example, you know, they said, wow, that's really smart. You know, I, I guess this might be a cheat, but, um, you know, and I've talked about this a lot. It's just the community we have in this business, right? You know, getting to see people in person again um, and just being able to kind of talk with them um, in person and, and share a drink, share, share a meal and just making sure that, every, you know, everybody checking in our, on each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that to me is like always one of the best things about this business is just the people in, in the business, right? Yeah. And this is yeah. vendors, this is, yeah. you know, association past presidents that I know yeah. and yeah. MLS executives, MLS yeah. staff members and all that stuff. To me, it's just, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people here that really care about this business. Yeah. And it's just great to see that. Yeah, no, they're great people. Uh, to, that's one thing I will say, real estate does have the, the best people. Yeah. You know, it really does. Salt of the earth, you know, people, just yeah. great, great people. Ain't no, ain't, ain't no denying that, you know? Yeah. 
All right. Well, let's uh, wrap up. Like I said, I mean, this ended up being gloomy. I didn't think it would be. <laughs> but sometimes you need a little gloom, you know, in order for the light to be. I don't know right? if it's gloomy. It's just not It's not one of our, you know, we're not fighting a lot. So that's, uh, it's one of those kind of episodes. We'll, we'll try and have to, we'll try and find something we could fight about. I don't know. <laughs> but the longer we do this, less we fight. <laughs> I will, I will say this. I mean, um, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this story. I mean, I remember getting, when I got on the plane, when I was going from Denver to, I did make a connection to Denver to go to Orlando. Um, I caught out of the right side of my eye, somebody with their phone on, and I saw our industry relations oh. thing on their po- on their phone. So they were listening to us on a podcast. And then I saw another gentleman, I think his name is Wes, who was sitting up near me and I was going to the bathroom. I was coming back and he says, Hey Greg, I'm like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? And he says, I'm just listening to your podcast right now. And I thought it was the <laughs> weirdest thing of uh, all these people. Uh, you know, I mean, it was two people, but in yeah. that same circumstances of listening yeah. to us. So I was, but Hey, those two people of our eternal gratitude. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and, and you could tell, uh, meeting with a lot of the MLSs that they were listening to us and like, yeah. And and wanted to tell me how you know how much more right I was than you are in a lot of things. Well, of course, of course. <laughs> I'm making that up. But, of know. course, but you know what? Let, let's do that. Let's let's do that. Here's the promise. I think the next episode, I think we'll pick a topic, okay, and we'll make it like free consulting to these MLSs who are listening to us, right? Okay. Uh, we'll pick a topic. Was like, what should they do about this topic? Yeah. How's that? It's right. it's so but. To me, what I find frustrating, and I've, I've always found this, I don't know about in your blog, but mine, it's that rarely do, even, you know, sometimes I'll get a text or sometimes an email, but rarely publicly do a lot of these guys want to come out and ask even questions because no. it might tip their hand to what they're thinking. Yeah. And and maybe I'll get it verbally more, but, um, you know, and like I asked you in the beginning, um, if, if, you, if you heard any kind of comments yeah. on the BBP episode we have, because we're, you know, we don't know exactly what's going on. We're getting some mixed signals, whether this is truly going to be an open source project or not. And, yeah. and I think we're getting conflicting things, but nobody's really coming out and telling us. Yeah. Um, so that is kind of, it always has been something that's frustrating me at, at, at vendor alley. Yeah. Um, and I just wish we'd get more audience participation, but, um, and you know, no. maybe this is a call out to you guys, please. I mean, nah, man, this, DM I, us, send us, you know, put it in the comments or whatever else, but we just, dude, the industry that. would have to change far more before we see that. You're right. Yeah. It, look for the last, whatever, 12 years I've been writing. Like that's something I've, I just came to realize. I get a lot more comments and emails and text messages and phone calls, right? Nobody wants to say shit publicly. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, all right. Well, just call me, ask me the, you know, so it's, there's no digital record of this that, you know, what, what do you want to hear? <laughs> what do you want to hear? What questions? What do you, what do you think? What you, what do we wish we would talk about? I mean, I would yeah, just yeah. give us some feedback. Um, you know, what are we getting, what are we missing? What are we getting yeah. right? I mean, just yeah. that, I mean, the, I do get positive things. I love your show. Yeah. I yeah. think, you know, the, the relationship and the banter that you and Rob have had is, is, is you know, you can be talking about any, I did hear that you guys could talk about anything together. It's just fun to listen to. So I yeah. really appreciate We are, we are, we are good like that. I mean, yeah, I, but know, I mean, give like... me something else to, you know, maybe there's a, maybe there's a, there's an idea in there, Rob, where we like just come up with some, um, random talk if it's not real estate and we'll see if we can kind of banner back and back. Oh, I'm sure I, I am so game for that. Yeah. I'm we'll completely game. Yeah. All right. 
Well, thank you very much. Uh, great to see you. Thanks for the update on NAR. And of course, thanks to all of our listeners, including the two people who were <laughs> on the plane <laughs> caught by Greg <laughs> and uh, appreciate everyone. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody.